dear listeners, I hope you've all had a pleasant Wednesday night planned for yourselves. Perhaps you've just enjoyed a nice dinner of goose and pheasant with quail egg. Perhaps you're now about to enjoy a bubble bath a la radio. I hope your Slavic maid goes easy with the bath brush this time, especially if it's a new one. You know how those fresh bristles leave the nasty rashes. Let's hope she remembers to use plenty of talc. Oh, but they never do. They never use enough talcum powder after the bubble bath. Listen, Svetlana, I don't care if you think us American Anskis use a luxuriant amount of talc. For Christ's sake, you told me you grew up in a talc mine. You told me you had so much talc back in Tikkabajastan. You used to hide little talc pouches up your rear to bring home to feed your eleven brothers and sisters with. So, if there's plenty of talc in Tikibiki land, or wherever, and there's always plenty of on the shelf at the Weissman's market, well, then who are we saving all this talc for? Had you spent a little more time looking after your own hands, uh, rather than other people's talcum powder, you might actually still have your hands. Well, now that I think on it, she did lose both her hands for not meeting her talc quotas. So in a way, had she better mined talcum, she would in fact still have her hands. Quail egg on my face. But I still refuse to see her point. Interesting observation, Mr. Narrator. This episode is brought to you by Slippery Stevens Slick and Schnazzy Sauce, now in Whiskey Cigarette Pheromone with Black Licorice Ether Fume. The ladies love a musky, oily, hairy man like me. It is what they want. Isn't that right? Take it from me. I'm Steven, and the ladies love my oily, oily hair. That's right. I and... Maybe a younger sister? If I have one, would both love if Slippery Steve... All right, what is this, Steve? Uh, okay. Hang on, hang on. Just read the disclaimer. I'm out of here. I gotta skip town for a bit anyways. Okay. Warning! Slippery Steve's slick and schnazzy sauce will cause dizziness and nausea. It also may cause cancer and Sagittarius if you believe in that kind of thing. Don't use more than five squirts in a day. It made my head numb. My legal name is Slippery Steve. I have a license to practice law in South Dakota, and I'll sue you 100 times if you sue me once. Back to you, Mr. Narrator. I knew it. I knew there was no way she could possibly feed all 12 of her children with the meager salary I pay her. And yet just yesterday I spotted her youngest. The little runt boy with the pig ears, running happily in the streets. He no longer has any of his ribs showing. His limp is gone. He started growing again. I wonder, dear listener, what she's been feeding that little piggy. I wonder, too, what the white dust is that accumulates on my chairs and my pillow. You know what, dear listener, I think my Slavic maid might just be cramming my... No. I'll use this. This will be a great episode. Anyways, while I write If These Walls Could Talc, please enjoy another random episode of The Slanted Hallway. This one is called... Uh, D- Dog Copy Origins.
Alright, dispatch. Officer Panini and K-9 Officer Sparky are on scene now. What's the ETA on our backup? What? That's negative, Officer Panini. It's still the top of the fifth in the policeman versus fireman softball game, so you're just gonna have to catch the arsonist and you're gonna have to put out the fire, okay? Just make sure you bring any folks injured in the fire to the county hospital because the paramedics are the empire. Roger that, dispatch. It's up, 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 and away. It's still going. It's sailing beyond the fence. That's a home run. I don't believe it. Okie dokie, Spocky Wocky. Which one of us is going to go catch the arsonist running away on foot? And which one of us is going to put out the fire, huh? Walk, paper, scissor, you forward. Walk, paper, scissor. Oh, Spocky. You silly, silly boy. Walk again. I win. So I'll catch the arsonist while you put out the fire. Plus, you owe me five bucks. Oh. And you still owe me two cream sodas next time we play pool. Don't think I wouldn't remember. Alright. Let's go. There you go, Sparky. Alright, buddy. Go stop the fire. Go on now. Go. Go on, get. Yeah, come on. Go. Go on now. Yeah. Stop that fire. Go on. Stop that fire, boy. Stop that fire. <sighs> okay, hang on. Okay, boy. Yeah? You like Mr. Squeeze? Okay. Well, here you go, boy. That's a good boy. Hey, don't forget to rescue any survivors, boy. Good boy. Now to catch me an arsonist. Hey, is that a baseball? Sparky was a decorated police canine who served Sertling County loyally for two years, ten months, eight days, fourteen hours, and sixteen minutes. That's one dog day's afternoon short of twenty dog years. He and I knew he was supposed to retire that very night. However, we all know that wouldn't do much to deter old Sparky. He was going to keep fighting until he heard that bell. 
Unfortunately, all the fire alarms in the building were broken at the time. So, with just three hours left until his retirement, he did something so reckless. No man amongst us with ten years or less until his retirement would even think to do it. He took a risk, and he ran into that burning, collapsing building. I'm told he made it to the second floor before a searing hot iron scaffolding collapsed on top of him, pinning him against yet another equally hot piece of scaffolding and squeezing him until he was completely cooked and melted on the outside, but still somehow cold in the middle. Of course, by this time, I was already out cold, having been drilled in the face by the fire battalion chief's home run. I still can't help thinking, somehow it should have been me, Officer Reuben Panini, up there, pinned between those hot, hot surfaces, being melted and cooked. I won't rest until I find the man or boy, or young man who's responsible for this. Okay. Thank you for listening. Now, before we commence this dead dog to the top of this here landfill, does anyone else have anything they'd like to say? Yeah! I wanna know! Did Panini at least catch the homer after he clocked him in his nose? No, alright. No, I didn't catch it. Sorry. Now, now, quiet everyone. Quiet down, I said. Don't any of you realize we've got an arsonist at large this very second? He's already burned a third of the downtown strip, and he's on track to burn the rest of the town by next month. The same month, that big fat guy intended to put in his enormous restaurant downtown, but got rejected much to his disliking. What month was that? August? Yes! August! Projections say this unidentified arsonist is on track to burn the city down by August. Yet here you all are. The entirety of this city's police and fire department, along with several other elected city officials and civil servants, arguing over a baseball game. Now, can we please get back to this very important dog's funeral? It is Monday morning, and I'd like to get this thing over with before we have baseball practice, then lunch, then an hour of traffic patrol before donuts in bedtime. That's right. Now, let's hurry things along as I ask you all to join me in saying a shortened version of the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) Dear God, my Lord, I accept you and the Jesus guy into my heart. I'll be good. Please, God, save me, please. This can't be it. Oh, you can just spit into my hand, Shookums. Thank you, Mother. That had to be the sorriest excuse for mac and cheese with hot dog slices I've ever tasted. Oh, honey. I should have warned you there was a parsley garnish on top of that. 
Oh, it must have slipped my mind that you can't have vegetables anymore. Not with my reverse diabetes, I can't. I can't have any vegetables without my insulin, you know that. By God, that could have killed me, but it didn't. So I guess it's back to being the most evil restaurateur ever. I am so sorry, sir. Had I known you had a reverse diabetes, I would not have placed the garnish, I swear. I have made this mistake once, and I will not make this mistake twice, I assure you. No. No, you won't. Not in my restaurant, you won't. We serve modern American-style Italian and Oriental, and that means no green leafy things on top of my macaroni. You're fired. I mean, I won't be hiring you. You're not hired. In fact, I'm going to kill you. But because I'm so evil, I'll make you decide how I kill you. So here are your choices. You can stay standing where you are with your arms at your sides and be dropped. 20 feet. Landing on solid concrete and hopefully not on top of my alligator. After which you'll be eaten alive by my one very expensive alligator. Or... Uh, the alligator's pit, please and thank you. There's other options. I know, I just can't imagine you would lead with the most severe and painful option. Well... So, assuming it only gets worse from there, I will save us both a great deal of time... And I choose the alligator pit. Let me finish. There's the alligator's pit. Or you can have a hundred basketballs dropped on you. Well, that doesn't seem so bad. All at once. See, you didn't let me finish. Imagine the feeling of not getting picked by either team in boys' gym class. So you get bumped down to play basketball with the girls. And even they don't pick you until last. Then... Just as Maddie Myers, your crush, goes to pass you the ball, you sneeze, closing your eyes and allowing the ball to hit you square in the nose, causing you to repeatedly blood sneeze on all the girls in the middle school class. Except this time it isn't just one basketball, it's a hundred. Or two hundred. And they're falling all over you. All at once. Okay, I choose the basketball. You're sure? I can't think of anything worse. You know, it's been a long day. And I don't think I could bear watching that one. So alligator pit it is. <laughs> oh, good job, sweetums. I was about I get to a slice of my homemade sugar pie to celebrate. There's nothing to celebrate yet, Mither. I still have to burn down a few more buildings in the historic orphanage district before we can even begin construction of my mega restaurant. I still want the sugar pie, though. Of course, honey. I'll go get it now. Oh, one more thing, Mother. That's the second vegetable you've let slip by yourself this month. That could have killed me. Jasper, I'm sorry, I... I'm sure you are. But in case you aren't, I'll make myself perfectly clear. Crystal clear. Perfectly crystal clear. Like glass. 
Let one more vegetable onto my plate, and I'll drop a thousand basketballs on you, then feed you to the gator. Jasper, I swear I didn't- That's enough. Now get my sugar pie, and don't you dare slice it. My back. Well, 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 well. It looks like Jasper Casparelli is very fat. That's no good. Oh, look, he's evil too. Even worse. I must have written this episode in a blackout. This episode is brought to you by the letter F. Anywho, let's check back in with Officer Ruben Pananai and his policeman friends to see if they can't crack the case of the serial arsonist. Officer Panini, my office now. Yes, sir. Panini. I wanted to extend my sincerest condolences for the loss of your partner, Officer Sparky. He was one of the finest dogs we've ever had on the force. How have you been? Thank you, sir. I've been holding up okay. Good, good, good. I'm glad you're doing well because I've been having a pretty rough day myself. The mayor has been on my back all morning. He wants that arsonist cut by the end of the day today. So when he makes a speech tonight at the Pee Wee football potluck, he has something good to say. So, I'm putting you on the case. You're a detective now. Here's another badge and two more guns. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I promise I won't let you down. Don't put pressure like that on yourself. The only people you'll be letting down will be the random civilians who will continue to be burned alive in their homes by the dozens every second you haven't apprehended the arsonist. Occupied. I mean, come in. Perfect timing. Oh, hello there, gentlemen. Dr. Fingerman. I'd like you to meet Officer Ruben Panini. Nice to meet you. How's your mother? Excuse me? No, he's not the suspect, Doctor. Oh, my bad. Hi, my name is uh, Dr. Dakumari Fingerman, forensic psychologist. Pleased to meet you. Hello, Dr. Fingerman. I'm Officer Ruben Panini. I'm a police officer around here. Nice to meet you. Dr. Fingerman here has been studying the criminal mind for over 30 years. He's been helping us build a profile of our serial arsonist for a few weeks now. I'll have him fill you in on his findings. Go ahead, Dr. Fingerman. First of all, I begin. First off, I think our suspect is likely in his mid to late 60s. But balding? Tall? He eats his soup crackers after he's completely finished with the soup. And he can't sleep with any lights on or noises in his room. He also likely is to be skinny as a rail, a fence latch, any skinny thing, a pole even, he's skinny. For he doesn't hunger for food. So much as he prefers to ravish himself in the pure, purely sexual satisfaction, 
he derives from burning things. He likes to burn down buildings. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So you're saying this guy gets his rocks off, his kicks, his thrills. He gets it just lighting things on fire? Precisely. I don't understand. Well, come on. Think about it. My God, he's right. I still don't understand. Let me elaborate. Picture a, 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 a conflagration of a thousand burning tongues licking their way up the, up, 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 up the legs of a helpless, naked woman. A nun, perhaps. You have to get inside the criminal's head, Panini. Admit it. It sounds... sounds pretty hot. Like, uh, like just, th just, you know, think of the beautiful woman, but... But imagine how much beauty is within the human body. <laughs> well, only a master of the blade can reveal that. I think I'll just take your word for it. Good enough. Thank you again, Dr. Fingerman. Where are you off to next? I'm off to Washington State to have dinner with a man whose own mother's... A man who... The mother of a fellow who's, who ate the face of his own mother. The lady with no face. And, and, and I'm having dinner with her. We're going to talk about how to catch her son so I can interview him. That way I can catch a guy in Oregon who's been killing young women and eating their faces. So after I'm done interviewing that guy, I, 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 I can start searching for a man in Idaho who's been... Running around eating women's faces. Okay, goodbye. Now that doesn't sound boring at all. Wow. Ah, I wish I could... Wish I could be a blind fly on the wall at that dinner. Listening to just the audio from that conversation. Boy. That would be a riveting 20 to 30 minutes of my time, huh? Well, have fun doing that. And uh, thank you, doctor. You do very important work. Uh, as for you, Detective Panini, your new partner is at your house, now enjoying some glasses of wine and hors d'oeuvres with your wife, discussing how they'll split custody of your son in the event of your death. You'd best head over there now. Captain, we got a uh, woman in the holdup. Uh, she was running around the city square this morning, flailing her arms around and uh, yelling about her son lighting buildings on fire, something like that. So, uh, we arrested her for, uh, disturbing the peace, of course, and, uh, we put her in a cell, but, uh, she still won't stop yelling about her son starting fires and flailing her arms around. Any chance we can ship her off to the, uh, county hospital for the, uh, criminally loud and flailing? Wait a minute.
That gives me a hunch. What do you mean? Fire on. Building fire on. Lighting building. Lighting buildings on fire. That's not unlike arson. English, damn it! What are you on about? Hmm. I can't explain it. I just think that lady out there might know something about our arsonist. Didn't you hear? She was flailing her arms all over the place. She can't possibly provide a credible statement. I just want to talk to her. Come on. I'll pack her into a box to send her away to the crazy house. Just let me ask her a few questions. Well, um... Let me think. Okay, fine. Come on, get a hold of yourself, lady. I grab you by your shoulders and I shake you. I shake you. Come on, you fruitcake. Where's he gonna light the next fire, huh? I shake you! Fruit! Cake! Cake, Jasper! Fires! Oh, arson! Arson, I say! Yes! Arson! Good! Who arson? Who do arson? It's my boy! Jasper Casparelli! He's gone completely mad, says I! Why mad? Why he big mad at you? You he mama, huh? No, he's, he's not angry mad, don't you see? He's mad like a head of his mad, I declare. Well, you're driving me mad, which is making me angry mad. Here, look, here. Look, 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 here. I've scrawled in soot and blood and human waste. All of it here on this napkin. A napkin? No sane person would write on that kind of paper. It's just a bunch of numbers, and you wrote a saint's name backwards, and then the town we live in, and then more numbers. What am I supposed to do with this, you crazy old broad? Someone get her out of here, or I, I guess I can do it. child has been locked away for months. It was just a dream. So everything's okay then? No, actually. We're very far from being okay. As a matter of fact, lots of things aren't okay. For example, an even more violent and dangerous killer is at large. Extra large this very moment. Good heavens! What does that mean? It means he kills people. And since I'm the principal investigator, he could be after me, and by extension, you. How? He's gonna set you on fire and throw you through the window to burn the house down while I sleep, probably. That is, unless I can crack this code. It's on a napkin in my pocket, covered in human waste and blood. 
I'd hope my hand sweat hasn't smeared it. Now, throw out that dinner you made. I'm gonna drink in my study. Send my partner in. Okay. Oh, this? That's just the napkin with the coat on it. Pretty good for a rookie to sniff this one out. Some nose you got on there. Nose. Sniff. Smell. Small. Small print. Printed book. Random house. Specific house. House with an address. The code, boy. It's an address. <laughs> Mrs. Panini, grab my hat, socks, and coat and pants. We've got a big night ahead of us. I think I... We cracked the code on this, partner. We're partners? I was talking to the dog. Keep your head down. I don't see any fire in here, but this is definitely the place that the napkin said. Unless I read it wrong, or that crazy lady wasn't as reliable as she seemed. <laughs> Private pepperoni, no! All right, you sick animal. Reveal yourself. Hello, Panini. And hello, Officer Panini. I hope you don't mind if I eat. No, that's okay. <laughs> but what isn't okay is that you just shot my partner like a dog in the street. But inside and in cold blood. All right, now you've killed two of my dog partners. I want answers. How did you get his cold blood in here? How did you start the fire, other than with a gun and matches? And what's your name? And also, will you please put these cuffs on? No can you. I've got extra thick wrists, but also no way in hell, pig. And also, you're wrong. You didn't start the fires and shoot my partners? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I started the fires, and I shot your partner, but I didn't kill your other partner. Also, my name is Jasper. Pleased to meet you. Hi, Jasper. What do you mean? Sparky! You're alive! Come here, boy. Come here. Come to your partner. Come, Sparky. Come on, Sparky. No, Sparky. Sparky, Sparky come on. Come, Sparky, come. Sparkle. Come on, buddy. Sparkle. Come, come here, Sparky. Come, Sparky. Sparky, how could you? How couldn't he, more like? If your hands weren't dripping in duck fat, you'd never get away with this. It isn't the duck fat, Panini. He's always worked for me, and I'm afraid I've already gotten away with it. Already. The arson, and also the dog betrayal. Or rather, whatever a not betrayal is. Reveal of the way things always were. There's no word for it. Yet. But I suppose goodbye is just a good word of any. Okay, boy. Now you're going to take the badge off that dead dog and pretend to be that dog. Come on, you want a treat? Impersonate that dog for the next few years. Go, boy, go. And then put all these confession letters in Panini's shirt. the sole beneficiary and executor and you have power of attorney over my estate you are already my conservator thanks to this other piece of paper oh it's so unfortunate my former husband reuben panini died in that house fire he caused especially since he was a monster the whole time can't say 
I didn't expect it, though. I had a dream while wine drunk on the chaise lounge one early afternoon, and this would happen. Anyway. Huh. Now I'm off to bed. Be sure to measure out my barbiturate. Don't forget to initial that line about my hatred of my own body being autopsy. <laughs> Don't forget to turn off the gas once you're done playing with those matches. I love you. Well, there you have it. If you'd like more on this story about cheating spouses and incompetence, well, you'll just have to pick up my latest novella, Completed, during the broadcast of If These Wiles Could Talk. Marta, if I ever see you again, I'll be burning more than just the house down. Tune in next week for a story about a dog firefighter. And special reminder, it is the Jewish year of the dog, I think. Good night and pleasant nightmares. turns 20 today it's pretty young for a captive gator but pretty old for a wild gator i love your square nose or your pointed nose i can't remember the difference between gators and crocodiles see you in the wild by click the door's closed <laughs>